0: You're listening to The Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, plant-based veganism, for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome to 2021, and this is the first ever bonus episode. I have something to say, (laughs) and I already have the episode planned out for later this week. But I've had a bunch of questions recently and inquiries from people who are going vegan for the first time this year. And I just wanted to briefly do a little quick episode on that for anyone who is planning on going vegan. So first things first, I'm applauding you for even the thought, right? I mean, just the fact that you have gotten to this step where you feel the calling, the urge, the desire to go plant-based vegan, maybe it's for the animals, maybe it's for your health, maybe for all of the things, the environment, like I said at the beginning of the episode, why I even do this podcast. I am applauding you for that. Like you are an amazing soul for even having this, trying it, right? Um, Now, I will say if you are doing it, all together, you're not just trying to reduce. You're like, screw it. I am going straight up vegan. I am here for you. I'm here for you. hundred percent. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to email me or DM me on Instagram. So, um, I will say that there, there are obviously a lot of resources for this. Um, not just by me, of course, there are tons of them out there. So many so many people uh, offering recipes and guides for going vegan. Um, this is Veganuary, if you have never heard of that. I think it started in the UK, but it is a campaign to get people to go vegan. And it's the whole month of January. Now, before I get into kind of like my guide step of what I think you know can make it make this a sustainable change Uh, I want to get into a little bit of the science behind what you crave and the food that you like right because a lot of times when I talk when people find out that I am a vegan (laughs) uh, and you will find this too if you've never been vegan before uh, that people's response is oftentimes defensive and also and you might have also done this. I mean, I'm sure I did, you know, back in the day. Their response is like, oh, I can never give up, <sighs> you know, cheese. I am so obsessed in love with cheese or I'm in love with steak. I crave it. I do this. I, I can't be without it. I have to have it this many times a week, whatever it is. So there is a reason for that, a scientific reason it's not just your, it's not your brain and it's not some craving that you, you know, have had since you were born, right? Or your taste buds. Oftentimes we used to say, oh, my taste buds are this. And I thought that for a long time. Actually, it's the bacteria in your intestines. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, so the story is with the microbiome in general, and you might know about that. Um, but if you don't, the microbiome is, your gut microbiome is the bacteria that That lives in your gut. So we are made up of trillions and trillions of different bacteria. Also parasites and fungi and viruses. But don't get freaked out. (laughs) Lots of different strains. And they dictate what we want and what we crave. So a good example for this. And this is a weird example. But it's one that I always say give. Um, If you are someone who hypothetically, I'm not saying you eat these things. Let's say you like Cheez-Its a lot, right? And you crave Cheez-Its. You like want them all the time and you eat them all the time because you love them. Well, those Cheez-Its are going to be the fuel and the food for a certain type of bacteria. And if you keep continuously are feeding that bacteria Cheez-Its, well, they're going to proliferate and there's going to be more of them. There's going to, there's there's going to be enough of them to consume. Now, if you stop eating Cheez-Its, you're going to have kind of withdrawals because that bacteria that lights those Cheez-Its is going to communicate with your brain literally through the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a two-directional highway that connects your gut to your brain. So your gut is actually called the second brain. It has that nickname because it is so intuitive. It's so smart. I mean, we barely even know anything about it at this point. I mean, really what it what kind of communication and what kind of information is being housed there, right? It's it's pretty crazy. So they communicate back and forth. So the bacteria that likes those Cheez-Its is going to communicate through the vagus nerve to your brain, hey, I need some Cheez-Its, I need Cheez-Its, I need Cheez-Its. So what are you going to do? You're going to reach for those Cheez-Its and you're going to fix that craving, right? So this goes for obviously anything. I don't know why I always say Cheez-Its, but I do. So if you eat a lot of steak... Yeah, you're going to have certain bacteria that feeds off of steak and so forth and so on. Um, Now, if you are trying to stop eating something, this is why you'll have cravings. But often, uh, or not often, but the way it goes is they say it takes 22 days to change your microbiome. So if you can get over that hurdle of 22 days, then you won't have the cravings anymore. So if you cut out these bad foods... Uh, for 22 full days, and I mean, or I know it's going to be hard. It Anything worth doing is hard, right? Then you will get over it and you won't want it anymore. And this is what, you know, I've said and my husband says, and you, know, you just don't want it anymore. You don't look at it and be like, oh, that looks really good. It doesn't appeal to you because you don't have the bacteria in your body that wants it. I mean, there's obviously more to the story for me now at this point, And I know if you've watched, if you've watched any animal agriculture videos, I'm sure you're like, I don't want to be a part of that. And that's how I feel too. It's, you know, obviously my body doesn't want it and, uh, my brain, my heart doesn't want it. Right. And oftentimes people will also say, well, oh, I have to eat this because my body is craving iron. Well, you know, you can get iron from a lot of other places. So, uh, and that, If you need help on that, I can certainly uh guide you in the right direction. But lots of plants have iron, so don't fret. And you can also take an iron supplement. I do, actually, because I did have I was anemic years ago, not because of veganism. I was actually anemic before I was vegan. Um, but that was because of my autoimmune disease and I was losing blood. But I am not anemic anymore and I have been vegan for five years. So uh yeah. So there's a little bit of background there on why You will crave certain things, so just know that it's not, you know, quote, your body telling you that you need to eat something, it's your bacteria telling you it wants you to eat something, not because you necessarily need it, it's because the bacteria is trying to control you. (laughs) That being said, of course deficiencies do happen, uh, and people, I'm not trying to say to not listen to your body, but... Deficiencies happen with all different diets. So that shouldn't be something to steer you away from growing plant-based, for sure. I do think that having blood work done before you do anything, I mean, in your whole life, I mean, to have kind of a baseline of where you are on certain uh, vitamins and minerals uh, is a good idea. It's not completely necessary, but I, I do think it's a good idea. Um, so there's that. But back to the uh, the micro. And food cravings because I know this is often a lot of uh, a lot uh, often a question concerning the food cravings because if you are going plant based fully uh, and you're giving up everything, a lot of times people will bring up cheese because cheese is seems to be people's you know weak link that that one thing that they have a hard time giving up and I totally get that and there is a actual reason for this. So, with dairy in general, I have a whole episode on dairy, just FYI, but with dairy in general, you have to imagine that dairy is a liquid growth hormone, growth milk, growth liquid, I would say, uh, for a mammal baby. Um, And in order for the baby to want to nurse from its mother, there are certain things Certain uh, proteins, enzymes that are in the milk to make the baby want to come back for more. Well, guess what? When you drink it, it also makes you come back for more. And if you're eating cheese, this is a concentrated version of this dairy milk, right? It's condensed down into a little block, so it's even higher in that, uh, in those enzymes, higher in saturated fat. And our bodies crave fat. Now. There is also a biological reason for craving fat, right? Uh, If you think of us from thousands of years ago, we went through lots of different famines um, and humans wanted, you wanted the most calorie dense food you could find because it would last you longer. So biologically speaking, it's kind of like a survival mechanism that we haven't gotten over, even though you probably have never gone hungry or starving in your entire life. But, you know, it's still imprinted in us from back in the day, as they say. But back to the cheese, I do just want to mention that one of the the, uh, the protein found in milk is called casein, and 80% of cow's milk is this protein, right? Um, so when you condense it down to a cheese block, it's even higher, of course. And when the casein breaks down in our stomachs, it produces a peptide uh, called caseomorphine, hence the word morphine. So this does have an opiate opioid uh, effect on our bodies and our brains. So this is why people are literally addicted to it. Like it's not just, you know, imaginary. You are addicted to it. Uh, if you eat cheese every day, you're addicted to it. Um, and that's not your fault. It's literally the queso morphine. So don't feel bad about it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, cheese, I- cheese and dairy are people's um, Achilles heel. It's one of the most things, difficult things to give up. Um, pretty much the meat thing I feel like often is easier for people. But again, it's the dairy and the cheese. Now, how do we overcome this? Well, one, it is 2021. And guess what? There are so many options. So many. If you want to replace them with some of these nice cheese alternatives that are out there in the world... By all means, do it. There is a spectrum as far as health is concerned. Uh, Of course, these are going to be high in in fat because they are derived from coconut or cashews or almonds, which are good fats, though. Um, Healthy fats, I'll say. So the brands that I would recommend are Miyoko's. Probably my favorite uh, brand is Miyoko's. I think the ingredients are very high-quality Uh, often organic. You can pronounce everything in them. And I think as far as I know, again, I haven't had cheese in a long time, (laughs) but I think they're pretty darn close y'all. Especially if you are um, maybe putting it on some toast, maybe you're toasting some bread with some of their cheese, or maybe you're putting it on a pizza. They have a really great mozzarella and it literally bubbles and heats up just like normal mozzarella. There's also a really great book, if you're feeling adventurous, called This Cheese is Nuts. And that book has all kinds of amazing recipes to make your own cheese nuts. <laughs> Wait, nut cheeses. Oh, Lord. Cheese nuts. Um. <laughs> okay, so some other brands will be Ciete makes a really, really great cashew queso. Kite Hill is a really great uh, brand. Also really love their ingredients. Tree Line, you can look for that. The bottom of the barrel is going to be dia, but you can imagine that if you look at the ingredients, uh, the ingredients are not very good. If you eat out and you and it has vegan cheese on there, oftentimes it'll be dia because it's it was the first vegan cheese to ever hit the market, I think, and I don't think they've updated their ingredients a ton. I think they might use coconut oil now instead of canola, but don't quote me on that either. Uh, there's also a brand called Violife, I think I like pretty well. I mean, I think the ingredients are is, are okay. There are no Miyoko's or Kite Hill, but um, the flavor is really good, I think. Uh, so you can also check out that. As far as substitute, changing your dairy milk, uh, that is, come on, that's so easy. I mean, nowadays, you know, it's everywhere. I mean, if you go to the supermarket, half of the the quote, milks are alternative milks from dairy. And the dairy industry has plummeted, I think, 60%. So it is on the decline. Um, Although, side note, I did just read that butter is up for some reason because of the whole current situation of the world. People are at home more apparently and using more butter. So that's weird. They're not drinking milk, but now they're consuming more butter. So whatever. Um, that's just a side note and Hey, guess what? You can find vegan butter too. Uh, again, Miyoko's has a great vegan butter that I love. So you could check out that. I do not use it often. Uh, it's not something that I would say to use daily, but every now and then it's nice to put on some toast, but back to the milk thing, oat milk, love it. Uh, Probably, I mean, oat milk is my favorite. I think it has the best flavor, there, but there's so many different kinds. I encourage you to just try different ones out. Again, I also encourage you to look at the back of the ingredients. Um, sometimes there's some weird other things in there that you can't pronounce. Um, but look for organic oats. Um, and soy milk, if you are on the soy wagon. Um, I'm going to do an episode on soy soon. But soy milk, almond milk is probably the blandest. I think I don't really like almond milk. I mean, I sometimes will make my own almond milk, but I don't think it has a lot of flavor. Um, and almonds actually are very resource intensive. They require a lot of water, um, compared to oat and some others like rice and things like that, which don't require as much land and as much water. So, you can check those things out. So got you covered for your cheese and your dairy and what's next? Um, so if you or someone, you know, who is going plant-based and is maybe having a hard time transitioning, I, I don't encourage people to eat fake meat, I suppose you want to call it. Um, but if it is something that will help you stay the course, then, you know, I am not going to be opposed to having a plant-based burger once a week or something like that. If you're eating that every, if you're eating fake meat every night, then that's probably not, well, I know it's not. It's not a good thing. It's not going to be healthy. It's not a health food, right? We have to remember that these fake things are not health foods. I mean, you can never find anything healthier or better than a black bean burger, (laughs) you know, or, um... Quinoa burger, or you know, whatever kind of burger you can find that is literally just made with whole ingredients. I actually have one on my website uh, that I'll actually link because it's one of my favorite ones ever. Um, Yeah, like using mushrooms or using black beans or sweet potato, like you can make some really insanely delicious burgers that I personally would prefer to have. But again, if it's you or someone you know, like your husband or something is trying to transition to more plant-based. I do not discourage that if that's going to help you stay the course. Um, again, it's not a health food, but it's still going to be better option than a cheeseburger, like an actual burger made from a cow. When it comes to the majority of your food... Of course, whole plant foods are what you want, uh, not just a bunch of pre-made, you know, processed foods, especially, you know, if you were doing this, again, for the plant-based health aspect of it, you wanna eat lots of whole foods. And you want to focus on, you know, legumes, nuts, seeds. Uh, Tempeh is really great. Tofu, if you were eating tofu, Algae is great to add into your diet, some spirulina into your smoothies. Um, Nutritional yeast is going to be something that you probably want to get that is uh, literally used for so many different things. Uh, It has lots of vitamins and minerals, B12. It has a cheesy flavor, so you can sprinkle it on things. You can make sauces, uh, you know, fettuccine, Alfredo kind of things, um... Mac and cheese, you use nutritional yeast for that. So definitely incorporate some nutritional yeast into your life. Whole grains, of course, have lots of fiber, Um, quinoa, rice, spelt. Um, You know, you're gonna wanna definitely incorporate those. They also have a lot of protein. And I would encourage to add some fermented plant foods. Uh, Sauerkraut sourdough bread, again tempeh is also a fermented food, miso, um, these are going to be really great for encouraging a healthy microbiome and then of course you have your fruits and your vegetables which eat up my friends, whatever you want, you know, sweet potatoes, potatoes, lots of leafy greens, make sure you're getting in those every day, fruit, um, there's really nothing that you should be afraid of (laughs) All of these have so many wonderful nutrients that fuel our body, um, antioxidants, and keep away disease, and literally help your body be as balanced as it can be. So, those are just a few little tips for you. Uh, I will also say that if you're eating something that's processed, so generally think of the middle of the aisle. Uh, is the processed foods. And most of the time when you're at a grocery store, the outside outskirts are the more whole foods that have been less altered. So if you are venturing inward in the grocery store, make sure you're reading labels. um, And also on the outside too. I mean, because usually that's where uh, different cheeses are and things like that. But yeah, read the labels and make sure you can pronounce things. Also make sure that it does say vegan or plant-based on it because there's a lot of different words out there that are confusing that can throw you off and if you don't aren't aware of them so uh casein like I said that would be dairy lactose whey um there's some other ones and different additives and thickeners that again if you can't really pronounce them and you're questioning them maybe put it back of course the most common things just milk and eggs Make sure that they don't have that. And yeah, that seems like the most basics as far as planning your meals. I think a lot of times people can really thrive doing, um, you know, meal prep. And if that is you, then do it, you know. I mean, if that's going to help you for sure, maybe pick a day Sunday that you get online get inspired by some recipes, Uh, just honestly making things ahead of time, like maybe batch roasting a bunch of vegetables can be helpful for later in the week when you just want a snack and you want to snack on some roasted sweet potato or roasted broccoli rather than ending up snacking on some junk food, which, hey, we've all been there. But definitely prepping will make it less likely to happen. A few other tips I would say are to watch some different documentaries. Again, this solidifies why you're doing it. For me, my top favorite would be uh, Game Changers, What the Health. I also encourage kind of watching the more intense ones, which are difficult to watch. I totally understand. Um, I have seen them all, and I've cried through them. but again, it just makes it even more Im- imperative and solidifies this lifestyle uh, further. But yeah, so What the Health... Uh, actually, I'm going to link the um, blog post that I have about documentaries. But What the Health, Forks Over Knives, Game Changers. I mean, I literally have like 20 different ones. Heel is really great. Vegetated, uh, And then when it comes to the animals, Cowspiracy is great. Earthlings, Earthlings is pretty hardcore, uh, but worth watching. And then yeah, those are probably the top, the top ones. Yeah, I have I'm gonna link the documentary post. There's 27 documentaries that I encourage people to watch and they're broken down by, you know, health, animals, and the environment. Of course, there is gonna be an overlap for all of these because you can't talk about the environment without talking about the health and vice versa. And you can't talk about the animals without talking about all of those things. So just remind yourself that if you need to get a buddy, I always encourage that, you know, um, if you have a loved one who's trying to do this, I do think that helps, like I said, and journaling about it, planning, I think is probably the key and not being afraid to reach out and have, if you have questions, I am, like I said, here for you every step of the way. I want to, you know, make this as easy of a transition and most sustainable because that is what it's about. You're trying to make a lifestyle change. It is not a diet. I don't like to use that word because if you, if this is something that you really want to do long-term, then it is a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. You are changing your life for the better, um, for your health, for the environment and for the animals. So, don't think of it as something, just a quick little fix of whatever, you know, you have going on. And and this is why people fall off the, the new year's resolution diets quote, because that's what it is. It's a diet that you, that's usually extreme. And then you go back to your old ways of eating and you gain all the weight back or you get your illness back or whatever it is. This is not a diet. This is a lifestyle change and it's never been easier than now like it gets easier and easier every single year and more people are making this shift and more people are taking back their health more people feel more compassion for animals and the environment and it really is an all-encompassing you know change that will impact your mind body and spirit and i cannot applaud you more for choosing this path and choosing compassion Choosing yourself, really. I mean, you are being compassionate to the animals, but you're choosing compassion for yourself because you're treating your body as a temple, right? We don't want to put dead flesh in our bodies. We want to put vibrant plants. Like, literally, look at all the magical colors, <laughs> you know? And think about that, too. Think about how many different colors you can you can consume in a day because all of them have different attributes and different health properties, right? So think about those things and... Let me know what you think. Let me know how it's going. Keep me updated, um, as usual. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited about this year. I'm excited for the things I have in store. I'm excited to connect with more of you. And um, yeah, be sure to follow me on Instagram. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, as usual, like, subscribe, and share. It means a lot to me. It really does. Helps with SEO and. Um, I would like, I am trying to maybe grow this a little bit more. You know, let's expand. Let's get some more people into the refined hippie lifestyle. Let's bring them in. You know, the more the merrier, right? Why not? I think the world needs more hippie vibe, more uh, conscious souls trying to, to spread the love and the light. So with that, I will leave you. And until next time, peace and plants.